Sometimes you don't feel like crazy. Sometimes life gets us down. Sometimes the cares of the world gets on us. Sometimes we're going through stuff and we just don't feel like crazy. But if we'll break through those situations and we'll offer that praise up, the power comes in. And I'm going to talk to you just a little bit this morning about that power of praise and thanksgiving. The first scripture I'm going to go to this morning, I'm going to be jumping all over the place. I'm going to be in Psalms quite a bit. We're going to start in Psalm 717. And I'm going to kind of jump around and, and look at several different scriptures that talk about praise and thanksgiving. Psalms chapter 7, verse 17. I'll wait just a moment. I still hear pages going. Some of them deer hunters, when you saw that big deer on the ground, you, st- you went into praise and thanksgiving. I know I did. I've been, hunt- I've been hunting the deer I killed this year for 45 years. I've been deer hunting. I got the best, and I got a quinella, so to speak. Two, two beautiful deer in one year. 45 years I've never killed deer like the two I killed this year. Uh, I was blessed and highly favored this year, and I, I did a little dance in the jig when, when I seen how, how the Lord had blessed me. But we should give God praise in all things. Psalm 7.17 says, I will praise the Lord according to His righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. Flip over to Psalm 69 and verse 30. We're going to read several Scriptures. The Bible is full of Scriptures, especially in Psalms, that tell us the importance of praise and tell us Remind us of what great and mighty deeds and the promises that God has given us. 69.30 It says, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Flip on back a little further to Psalm 100. and verse 4. One hundred verse four says, "Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name." One oh six one, and then I'm just going to cut loose and preach this thing. The Lord's got me fired up about this, the subject of praise this morning. One oh six one says, "Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures." Forever. And if you're reading in the King James Version, I want to share that one with you. Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Folks, God is so good to us. <clears throat> Lord, I pray that as we deliver this message, as I speak Your Word this morning, Lord, I pray that hearts are prepared. Lord, help our minds and our hearts to realize the importance of giving You the praise and the honor and the thanksgiving that You so richly deserve. And Lord, when we leave here today, Lord, that we leave here with a different attitude, an attitude of gratitude in all things. We thank You for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. You know, there is such untapped power 
in praise and thanksgiving. We all just celebrated Thanksgiving and we hopefully every everyone remembered to kind of reflect on the year. That's usually what I do at Thanksgiving. I, the holiday was designed so we would have a chance to, to give Thanksgiving for what God has done for us and it was made a national holiday uh, by the early founders as they realized what God had brought them through and helped them get established as they started this country and, and um, to set aside a day and just give thanks to God for all the great things He's done in our lives and He's done for the establishment uh, of, a, of a free de- democratic country. Folks, we need to continue always to give praise and thanksgiving for the freedom that we enjoy. This country was founded because people were wanting to get away from places where they didn't have the freedoms that we're supposed to have here. They set aside the day of thanksgiving to, 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 to praise God and to give Him thanks for all that He had done and, and brought them through it. And they went through some rough times when they established this country. You know, the first Thanksgiving, they had lost a lot of their people. People dying on the ships coming over. Uh, on the Mayflower dying over, about half the people died. And, and a bunch more of them died once they got there. And they, they went through a, a lot of trials and they went through a lot of tribulation. But in the end, God stayed with them and, and what we know as America today sprung out of that, that, that early settling in this country. But we should not just be thankful on Thanksgiving. We should be thankful at all times. We should be thankful through all things. We're not necessarily thankful for all things. We're thankful in all things. There's a difference. And we, and we need to keep that focus of praise and thanksgiving all year long. But today, I want to talk about it from not just the idea of, of being thankful, but the fact that if we learn the power that is behind thanksgiving and praise, we can be victorious in our lives. We can take back ground from the enemy. There's such power in praise and thanksgiving. There's such power to, to uproot the devil. There's power to get a breakthrough. There's power to get God to move on your behalf. We're going to talk about some of those things. Great spiritual power. I heard one preacher say one time that praise is the big gun of faith. If you can learn to praise through all things, if you can learn to keep your praise on, even when everything looks bad, even when the world's got you down, even when when things are coming against you, if you can keep your praise active and your thanksgiving to the Lord for His goodness active, God is going to break through on your behalf no matter what. There's power in praise and thanksgiving. Remember in, in, in Acts chapter 16 when Paul and Silas were thrown in prison? They got thrown in prison and, they, and, and they're sitting there feeling sorry for themselves, right? Saying, oh, God's through us. God let this happen. Now that ain't what they were doing. Somebody's been reading their Bible. They know they were praising and praying and thanking God. They're sitting in prison and they're praying and praising and thanking God and they caused God to move on their behalf and the prison doors flew open. Let's turn there and read that Scripture. Acts chapter 16. uh, We're going to start in about verse 24 or 25. You know, when I look in God's Word at some of the things 
especially the early church in the book of Acts, some of the things that these guys went through and some of the trials that they dealt with and some of the persecutions they went through. I almost feel embarrassed when I catch myself sometimes grumbling at the hard time I'm going through. Anybody ever been like that? You go through a hard time and you catch yourself grumbling? Folks, we hadn't been through anything compared to what a lot of Christians have been through. We need to, we need to turn this praise back up. We need to all turn our praise volume up. But it says in verse 16, chapter 16, verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Most of us, if we were sitting in prison or we were sitting in a situation where we were facing terrible trials or, or, or they, were, they were waiting to see what was to happen to them, they were in prison for taking away somebody's money-making thing by helping, helping out the slave girl and, and, and freeing her from demonic influence and delivering, casting a demon out of her. They were thrown in jail for ministering. They were thrown in jail for ministering the goodness of God. They set a captive free from a demonic force. Most of us, when we get down, we sit around and beg God to bring us through our trouble. Oh God, please help me through this thing. They were singing praises and giving thanksgiving for what He had already brought them through and believing and trusting Him that He was going to bring them through this new thing. They were singing praises and offering prayers and thanksgiving. And it made a note to mention the prisoners were listening. What a living testimony. As Christians, when we're going through stuff, sometimes we're a little too vocal about singing, woe is me. Sometimes we're a little too vocal about complaining and mumbling and grumbling about what we're going through. And just as these prisoners were listening to Paul and Silas, sometimes non-believers are listening to us and watching us as we go through our stuff. When a Christian goes through something, they need to go through it with their head held high, with trust and faith in their God, and to be that living testimony of what it means to have faith in a living God. If, if, if we're mumbling and grumbling and we claim to be Christians, what kind of testimony are we having for other people? We need to be singing His praises. We need to be offering thanksgiving. Hey, I know things don't look good now, but I know my God's going to provide. I know when my back's up against the wall, things are looking bad, the power company's threatening to shut off my electric, I ain't got enough groceries in the, in the house to eat, things are looking bad, but I know my God's going to provide. I'm praising God. Go on through. Keep praising through. Keep, you, yes, you pray, but you got to sing the praises as well. I'm going to give you three tips this morning on the power of praise and thanksgiving and what they can do for you. We need to learn to unlock our prison doors with praise. We need to get the shackles off of us through the power of praise and thanksgiving. Yes, we can pray, but there's also so much power in the praise to go with it. In fact, there needs to be a balance. and We're going to talk about that. I'm going to give you three points 
this morning. The first thing I want to talk about in order for us to be successful, we need to learn to balance our praise with our prayers. You know, when we're up against something, a lot of times we're asking everybody in the world to pray for us, and, and eventually we get around to praying for ourselves, but a lot of times we don't feel like praying, so we ask everybody else to pray. But eventually we get around to praying, and, and we'll pray, and we'll, we'll plead with God, and we'll ask Him for stuff. But we're kind of out of balance. There needs to be a balance of prayer and praise. Uh, Philippians 4.6, turn with me there for a moment. I'll show you what I mean. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Read verse 6. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Giving, let your requests be known to God. Read a couple of different versions. King James says, uh, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Notice it says, present your request with thanksgiving. They go together. You're already thanking Him for the answer that's coming. You're already praising Him for the victory that's coming. You're already showing Him that you are trusting Him and you have faith in Him to do what His Word says He'll do. He, you're already showing Him by your praise and thanksgiving with your prayers that you believe in Him, that you trust in Him, that nothing's too big for Him. That's putting your faith in action, folks. Because sometimes it's hard when you're asking God for the big things to want to praise Him because you're hurting. But if you can break through that and praise as you're making your prayers known, the scales need to balance. Verse 4-7 says, that's the result of it, if we do what it says in 4-6, we present our uh, request to God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Then verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We get so wrapped up in what our needs are and what our problems are and what our trials are that we forget to give God the praise. We need to ask God for help. But we need to praise Him at the same time. Praise and thanksgiving should be balanced. It's always right to pray. It's always right to give praise and thanksgiving. To, to illustrate this, I read a story uh, or heard a sermon. I forget if I think I heard it on the TV one time. Anybody ever listen to Kenneth Hagin preach? Anybody know who Kenneth Hagin is? Not the young one, the old one. The old one. I used to listen to him a lot. But he gave this testimony of a missionary back in the day, got smallpox, and there wasn't a, there wasn't a vaccine for smallpox back then. It was it was many years ago. And she was at death's door. This smallpox was about to take her life. And she began to pray, God, take this thing away from me. you got to heal me. I'm not done. I'm still, I'm, I've still got this work that you've called me to do. This thing's about to overtake me. And she's just, she's just man, just, she's beating heaven up. Beating down the gates of heaven. She's busting in. She's in the front of the throne of the Lord. 
you got to deal with it. She's just praying her heart out. God gave her a vision. He showed her the old balance scales. How many ever seen the old balance scales? Did y'all use those at the post office at all? Some long time ago, they would. I think you would put true weights on one side, and that way you could tell you get it balanced. Even you could tell what it really weighed. And in fact, God's word talks about He hates an uneven scale or a crooked scale. That's in uh, Psalms or Proverbs there. But he, God gave her this vision of this scale. And on the left, it was weighted down with prayers, so the scale was unbalanced. It was way up here. And he showed her these scales, and on the, on the left it said prayers. And the scale's sitting like this. It's real heavy on this side. She had been praying her heart out. Heavy in prayers. This side said praise. It was way up there. It wasn't balanced. So he told her, he said, when you balance the scales, you're going to get your healing. The Lord spoke to her in this vision. When you balance your praise with your prayers, you're going to get your healing. So for two or three days, she went into fasting and prayer, and she, did, she didn't do anything but drink a little water, and she just kept praying, or kept praising, and kept praising God. She, she, she had already put her, realized the Lord showed her, I've already put my petitions up, now I just need to be praising you. So she went into praise and she got that scale balanced. She got her healing. She got what she wanted. We need to balance those scales. We need to balance the, the, the scales between prayer and praise. Now a lot of us pray a lot. When things get bad, we sometimes even get to where we beg God. I would say if we could all learn to focus on balancing our prayers with our praise, we would see such breakthroughs in our life, we wouldn't be able to contain them. Our cups would be overflowing. My cup overflowed this year, deer hunt. I was just praying for one good deer. Oh, pastor, you pray for something as secular as a deer? Yeah. Have been for years. And then when it came in, when I started putting a little praise with it, I praised him so hard for the first one, he sent me a second one. Glory. When we learn to pray and praise God and get that balance, somebody says, well, it's hard when you're going through something. You know what? If, even if you have to reach back, we've got so much already to praise Him for. Praise Him for your health. Praise Him for your salvation. Praise Him for your home. Praise Him for your living. Praise Him for your job. Praise Him for your good friends. Praise Him for all the things that make life worth living that you enjoy. Praise Him just for who He is, Creator of the universe. It says we need to enter His courts with praise and thanksgiving in our heart. If we we go before before the Lord, if when we go, slow down, if when we go before the Lord to make our requests known, we will go in a spirit of praise and thanksgiving. It's going gonna, it's gonna to activate God. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get His attention. Oh, He's so worthy of our praise. So number one, we need to balance the scales of prayer and praise. Number two, we need to Use praise and thanksgiving 
to neutralize the devil. Turn to Thessalonians chapter 5. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5, starting in verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Clear, clear direction. Give thanks in all things. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what's facing me. You don't know what my checkbook looks like. You don't, know, you don't know how mean my kids are. My kids act all pure and holy in church, but my kids are driving me crazy. You don't know what I'm going through. God knows what you're going through, and God knows if you can break through and, and begin to praise Him. But what we do instead is we grumble and see the devil, the devil don't like us praising because we steal ground from him when we praise God in these situations. We begin to neutralize Him. How many of you ever read Superman or watched Superman? What was it that took Superman down? What was it that would neutralize Superman? What was the enemy of Superman? It would make him harm, uh, helpless and harmless and weak. Kryptonite. Guess what praise is to the devil? It's like kryptonite was to Superman. When we begin to praise God, when we're going through stuff, when we begin to lift up His name and praise Him, no matter what things look like, even though things look tough, even though we're sitting in a jail cell, uh, so to speak, like Paul and Silas, when we begin to praise God, it's like kryptonite to the devil. The devil goes running and, and shrinks back and gets weak in his attacks against us because we're praising God through this. Praise will neutralize the devil. It'll make him where he can't touch us. But also often, instead of praising him when we're going through something, we sit around and mumble, and the devil works on that. We give the devil power sometimes by grumbling and mumbling and whining and moaning and feeling sorry for us. Poor little me. Life is so bad. Oh, I sure wish God would take this thing off of me. Oh, I sure wish God would make things better. Rather than, hey, you just ain't going to get me this time. Devil, you ain't going to get me. My God is bigger than you are. God's bringing me through. And begin to praise God. And pretty soon the devil just withers away like Superman shrunk back when they brought the kryptonite out on us. Praise and thanksgiving is like kryptonite to the devil. It's a weapon of warfare. You know, it says that when we do spiritual warfare, we use the, 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 the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God against the devil. We use praise and, and thanksgiving against the devil too. It's a spiritual weapon. We use the Word and when we praise God and we, and, and we begin to put God in remembrance of His Word and we praise God, Lord, I'm glad Your Word says. Lord, I thank You Your Word says. Lord, I thank You Your Word says that I'm the head not the tail. Your Word says that I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. Your Word says that all my needs will be uh, supplied according to Your riches and glory. Your Word says that by Your stripes I was healed. Your Word says all this stuff is mine. Your Word says that it is Your desire 
that you prosper me. Your word says all this stuff. And you begin to praise God for what His word says. You use the word, but you put the praise in there with it and with the prayers. Oh, what power there is in praise. If we would just get that. When we're, when we're in church services, we say, boy, we sure wish we could see the Spirit of God move in church again. Are you doing your part in praise and thanksgiving? He inhabits our praises. Praise actually activates God, which is the third thing I want to talk about. But when we're in praise and worship at church, give God your best. Because that's what's going to activate the Holy Spirit. Because God inhabits our praises. If we want to see a move of God, Maybe we need a bigger move of praise. Come on now. Sometimes you don't feel like it. I realize that. The kids kept you up all night. You had an argument with the kids. Whatever. You went through some stuff last night. You, you, you had a rough week. The boss was on you. You had, you know, things ain't going to. But, but get past that. Enter into praise and praise God in all things. Not for all things, but in all things. Because God, you're still in control. I know I'm going through some rough times but you're still in control. And you actually will activate God on your behalf. Sometimes, when you're going through some stuff, and you're praying, and your prayer scale's getting heavy, what you need to do is kick that praise in on your way to work in the car. Get them scales balanced. Be praising God. All the way to work. Keep them. And, and the praise might be might get up a little bit, add a little prayer. Keep them balanced. Balance your desires with prayer and praise. Neutralize the devil with that power and praise. The devil can't stand it. We need to begin to power and praise. Third thing that praise and thanksgiving will do is it brings God on the scene. Turn to Psalms 22. Psalms 22. This book is full of verses that deal with praise. 22.3 I'm going to read out of the King James and the, the ESV and the Amplified. I want to read all three versions. In the King James it says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. 22.3 in the ESV says, Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And then that, that one that really amplifies it, the Amplified Edition says, But you are holy, O you who dwell in the holy place, where the praises of Israel are offered. So if you, if you think about what it's saying there, God is inhabiting those praises. God is showing up when the praises show up. You can pray to your scales touching the ground and, you, and you're loading up the scale with praises or with prayers. But when you begin to praise and that scale begins to balance and you load it up on praise and, and prayer at the same time, God will inhabit those praises. Those praises will cause God to move on your behalf. 
You may be on the way. You can on the way to receiving your greatest blessing from God, and you may be only a couple of praises short. You may be just a day away from thanking God for something before it gets there. But sometimes, here's what we do. We pray for things, and we may praise Him. We may remember to praise Him for the answer. Say, God, I know things look rough. I'm going through this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get through this. And, you, and we pray and praise Him, but we stop. Keep reminding <clears throat> Don't beg Him, but remind Him what His Word says. Remind Him of, of the promises He's given you in His Word. And continue to praise Him. And you may praise your way to that financial miracle. You may praise your way to that healing you've been seeking. You may praise your way to that restored relationship with someone in your life that you've been seeking. Oh Lord, I wish that I could be friends with so-and-so again. Oh Lord, I wish that this, this, this rift, this healing would take place that's between me and so-and-so. Could be a relative, could be a friend. You may be just one praise away from your breakthrough. You may be one praise away from receiving the greatest miracle you've ever seen. Old Testament, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, the army of Israel was going into battle. It looked bad for them. They were severely outnumbered. What are we going to do? The enemy's got us. I think it, I think the word said it's four or five times, four or five times to one. Outnumbered them four or five to one. They had enemies all around them. They didn't know what to do. They went into a time of prayer. They went into a time of fasting. By the way, I'm I'm hoping everyone will join me at the start of the year in a fast as best we can. I know some people can't for medical reasons, but there's, there's power in fasting too. That's another spiritual weapon that we have to put our flesh in subjection and to get our spirit man built up. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. But the, the children of Israel, they went in to a time of prayer and fasting and they heard from the Lord. And the Lord basically told them, I got this. The battle's mine. I'll fight it for you. So you know what they did at that point? They, they put together a praise and worship team. And they went out before the army and they were praising and worshiping and singing God's praises and, and going before the army. And guess what? God caused the enemy to start even killing themselves. They started shooting each other or whatever. They just they turned on themselves. He, he caused that army to destroy itself. You see, they, they knew the power of praise and thanksgiving. They knew it to begin with, but it took them praying and fasting to realize <coughs> the only thing we're missing here is praise. God spoke to them and says, I got this. I've heard your praise. I'm going to honor your prayers. Now don't worry about it. Just, 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 just live in, in happiness. Just break out the praise. I got this. Folks, if we could if we could, you know, the Israeli children, they make for some good preaching. I could, I could put a sermon together every week about them. It seems like they always did things the hard way. They always did things the rebellious way. They walked in disobedience from time to time. They kept forgetting 
The one that created them had so much power, they kept forgetting that they had a special place in God's heart. They kept forgetting how much God loved them. They kept turning to their fleshly desires and the lust of the flesh and, and, and making other idols and, and turning away from the Lord and not giving Him first place in their life. They would forget the praise and thanksgiving frequently. This situation is just one that illustrates. What about us though? What are we going to do with what we know? What are we going to do? We know God is uh, God wants us to praise Him. We know that, that God wants us to pray. We know that God wants us to read His Word. We know that God wants us to walk in obedience. Sometimes the thing that may get us past all those things is kicking that praise and that thanksgiving in with the obedience, with the prayer, with the Word study. Praising through all things. It may just very well be what turns the tide. Whatever battle we're going to... It may mean the difference between walking in your problem 40 years instead of about 11 days or 11 weeks or whatever. It wasn't supposed to take near that long. They were walking in circles in the desert. The Israeli children walked for 40 years in the desert. Some of us, if we would be honest with ourselves, sometimes we walk in our deserts a lot longer and walk circles in situations that we go through if we would just get past it and just say, you know what? It ain't doing me... What we do though, we'll take the problem and we'll sit there and we'll worry about it. But when we begin to praise God for the answer and praise God for His sovereignty and praise God that, that He's got this thing and we, we, we're showing Him that we trust Him. And then His hands are all of a sudden untied and He can move in our life. But first, we usually try to handle it ourselves, and we tie God's hands. And we forget to praise Him. We pray. We want Him to fix it. But for some reason, we don't want to turn loose and just praise. Say, okay, God, I got this. That's what the Israeli children got through that, that, that time of fasting and prayer. God says, I got this. And they realize, hey, we just need to praise Him. God's going to fight this battle. He's got this. And they beat the army that had them four to five to one. And not only that, when they defeated them, the plunder, the battle booty, the treasure that they brought back, all the cattle and the, the, the possessions, their, their cup was running over. Their blessings, what seemed like a victory they couldn't win. What seemed like a battle that they were fixing to get defeated in, what seemed like a hopeless situation when they sought God in prayer, which we should always do, and, and they were so strongly that they fasted to get their flesh in subjection, to get their spirit man built up. And then the answer came, I got this. I've heard your prayers. Don't worry, be happy. There was a guy who wrote a song one time, a secular song. Anybody remember the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy? The guy made millions of dollars about that. He made millions of dollars off that song. The guy got rich off that song. I forget his name. He was some obscure singer. I, don't, I think he was a one or two hit wonder. They got to the point where they realized there's no need for us to worry. We need to be happy. When you're happy, you praise. 
Don't worry. Be happy. God's got this. Praise God. Trust Him. Show Him your faith. Show Him your trust by praising Him in all things. Not for all things. In all things. God, I know it looks bad right now, but I'm going to walk through this thing. I'm going to praise you. I know it looks bad. I'm going to, I'm going to make my prayers known with thanksgiving and supplication. I'm going to, I'm going to balance those scales. Lord, I, I, I want to pray. I'm going to study your word. Now sometimes there's forces fighting against you and you might need to, you might need to praise a little harder. Some problems require maybe a little more praise and a little more prayer. Sometimes you got them scales full of prayer and praise, okay? But you got to balance them depending on the severity of the problem. So, Lord, I'm going to learn how to praise you even when it don't feel right, even though I don't feel like praising you. I'm going to praise to balance my prayers. I'm going to use praise as the spiritual weapon it was meant to be to neutralize the devil when, whenever he comes back trying to take ground back. Because when you get a victory, the devil's coming back trying to get it back from you. So you got to remember that. So keep using your kryptonite called praise. You're, you're, it's like the kryptonite they used against Superman. You keep using your, your uh, neutralizer for the devil called praise and thanksgiving. And Lord, I'm going to keep praising you because I know that you enjoy hearing your people praise you. And I know your word says that you inhabit our praises and that our praises actually untie your hands and allow you to work because that says we trust you to do the problem and we let go of it. We put it in your hand. Amen? There's power. There's power in praise and thanksgiving, folks. If we could just learn to quit trying to do everything on our own. But I know we're, we're, we're human. And God knows we're human. Some of us, some of us are more human than others. Some of us, it takes us longer to realize that God's got this thing. It takes us longer to give it to God and, and, to, and, and to turn it over to Him. Some of us, it's hard. I realize that. But I'm telling you, if you'll just do these, these, this thing called praise and thanksgiving through all things, if you'll just choose to praise God even when you don't feel like praising, if you'll just choose to praise God even when things look tough, you're going to balance the scale. Balance that scale with, 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 with uh, prayer and praise. You're going to kick that devil's tail with, with that uh, praise kryptonite. And you're going to get God's attention as you untie His hands with your praise and thanksgiving. And God's going to move on your behalf.